Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everyone, Tim Kitzer here from NBA Jam and NFL Blitz, and you're listening to Growing Up the Same with Trayvon Edwards and Jason Madison. Boom shakalaka! And now, here's your starting lineup. Trayvon Edwards, Jason Madison. Boom shakalaka! Today we have a special guest. We have our guest, Speedy Claxton. What's going on, Speedy? Hey, Musk, man. How's everything? Man, boy, you're supposed to say Craig, a.k.a. Speedy. Craig, a.k.a. Speedy Claxton. All right, there you go. Y'all heard it. He corrected it. Because a lot of people don't know. We're going to get into that, too. A lot of people don't know that your name's Craig. Everybody just thinks like they just go by Speedy, and it just sticks that way. So, Craig Claxton. (laughs) Craig Speedy Claxton is an American former professional basketball player. He won an NBA championship in 2003 with the San Antonio Spurs. He is currently an assistant coach for the Hofstra University. And now it's time for the one of the two with Jay Skills. Godzilla or King Kong? King Kong. Gonzaga or USC? I got to go USC. My boy Jay Hawk, close there. Baylor or Michigan? Come on, Michigan, easy one. Jay Howard. Duncan or Malone? Duncan, man, that's my former teammate. AirPods or headphones? AirPods. Pitcher or shortstop? Pitcher. Solo text or group chat? Solo. White tennis shoes or black tennis shoes? White. Nets or Lakers? Nets. Stay up late or get up early? Both. (laughs) Uh, Lease or own? Lease. Singing or dancing? Wow, dancing. Orange juice or tea? Orange juice. Would you rather be the best player on a losing team or the worst player on a winning team? (laughs) Best player on a losing team? (laughs) TV or a good book? TV. Doctor or pilot? Pilot's pretty cool, so I'm going to go pilot. Chris Paul or Steve Nash? BP, former teammate. Jason Williams or Steve Francis? Jay Will. Tony Gwynn or Fred, Fred McGriff? Gwynn. Mark McGuire or Frank Thomas? Frank. Jay Wright or Jim Beheim? Come on. Jay Wright, stop playing with me. Mariano Rivera or Pedro Martinez? Mariano, New York Yankees, baby. Hoop Dreams or The Last Dance? Oh, James. Like Mike or Space Jam? 
Space. And one mixtapes or last chance you. And one. Phone or no phone? Phone. Museum or a beach? Beach, easy. Tattoos or piercings? Tattoos. Play with a good shooter or play with a good postman? Play with the shooter, gotta get my assist. Traveling in a group or alone? Group. Being dressed up all day or PJs all day? PJs, man, easy one. Marvel or DC? Marvel. Ribs or links? Ribs. Hornets or Pelicans? Hornets. I play for the Hornets, so. Jay-Z or Biggie? Ooh, gotta go Jay. Wu-Tang or Tribe Called Quest? Wu-Tang. And the last one, Brooklyn or Harlem? Go BK. (laughs) (laughs) That's the one of the two. Jason always has some good ones. You've reached Trayvon Edwards. To hit a two, press three. To hit a three, press two. For all other options, say or press boom shakalaka. Leave him a message at the buzzer. Just don't make it one of those long, detailed messages. Truth is, he never listens to him anyway, and frankly, doesn't care. Kaboom! You gave us three topics that you grew up doing. Uh, let's start with bowling. What was, what was young Craig's relationship with bowling? Yo, I mean, not so many people know, but I am a avid bowler. Um, grew up bowling. And I am really good. Almost had a perfect game one time. Missed it by one pin, so I had a 299. Uh, but I love it. Me and my friends will go every Sunday. And it was just something that we we did. Um, and it was cool. We enjoyed it. And it was kind of like the bros kicking it. So you mentioned uh, during the one and the two that CP was one of your teammates. Have you uh, played against CP in bowling? I did. When we, when we were in Oklahoma City together, uh, we spent a lot of times in the bowling lanes, and I was I used to kill I used to kill him. Um, he probably he probably he probably wow. now because uh, I haven't I haven't played in a long time. See, we need that rematch. We need that rematch. So next time they on TV, <laughs> even if they got a social distance, Speedy Claxton needs that invite. We need to see it. Yeah, um, CP is supposedly one of the the best in the league, and then you know Mookie Mookie uh, best out here. Yeah, CP is nice. He, I know he puts on his bowling event every year. I used to go when it first, first when he first started. It. Um, but it's it's grown now. It's it's amazing. It's dope. I'm happy for him. He's a good teammate, better person. Yeah, Mookie Betts from the Dodgers. He's bowled a few perfect games. I would love to see like a celebrity bowling tournament. <laughs> they need to put some like so, like, so like a MTV rock and jock like rock and jock ball. Yeah, that'd be dope. Yeah. I mean it just it should it should have a legends pool too. So like if you was nice <laughs> and everybody just get to talk about him, like, oh yeah, you know, Craig, man, he used to <laughs> take everybody money, man. Yeah. So right. in that situation. Um what size? What size? Uh, bowling ball do you uh bowl with? I roll my first ball. I roll a fourteen pounder, and then my spare ball I roll twelve, so I could kind of have more control of it. So I bowled in college. Rare fact. Um, I never so bowled. Per- I, I I never I never bowled a perfect game. Um, I do like the the heavy ball, but like I'm comfortable with a twelve. Um. 
And yeah, I'm, you probably control it a little bit better. Yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, obviously I like to put a spin on it, you know. And, yeah, you have to. If you, if you don't spin it, you're not a real bowler. Exactly. And that's funny, an, I took I took bowling in college and, you know, I'm a spinner. So I spun it, got a strike. And my professor was like, how would you do that? I'm like, this. come on, dude. Are you seriously? Yeah, you can't, be my, you, can't, you can't be my instructor, <laughs> dog, if you don't know how to spin it. Um, the, you know, uh, I think I, I learned in fourth grade, one of my teachers, um, and he was telling me about the, the arrows. A lot of people don't look at the arrows of the, yeah, of yeah. the line. That's and the first thing like, I learned. He's like, look at it. If you're right-handed, you go, you know, two arrows close, and then you mm -hmm. there, two arrows that way. And then I was able to, you know, spin with my left, spin with my right. Um, the difficult, the thing that most people don't know too, because they think bowling with house balls. Once you get a a custom ball, yeah, you, you can, you know, yep. you start getting. That's that's when your scores <laughs> start going up. Oh, increases, man. Exactly. Yeah. You can't bowl with no house balls, man, because they can't spin. But once you get the weight of balls and you custom it, that's when you, that's when you start really enjoying bowling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, you take it to a whole nother level. You start yeah. showing up with your glove. You got yeah, your special glove. shoes. Yeah, roller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what I mean, about, that's – go ahead, Jason. I was going to say, kind of off topic, but what about wee bowling? Did y'all ever do the – Bowling on the uh, week. We bowling was, was actually nice a cheap. Uh, we bowling was actually a cheap version of dating for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, that was fire. That was definitely fire, man. Uh, sticking to the sports lane. Uh, what was your connection with baseball? I tried it, but I stunk. So I knew right off the bat it wasn't for me. <laughs> uh, I was kind of. I was the worst player on the team. Like I got no burn. I used to have to slide in the home plate at the end of the game, so I was just dirty my uniform up. That's that kind of sounded like me in football. Like I was fast, but my 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 jersey was always clean. <laughs> my coach never really used me like that. You know what I'm saying? Like I had all this. I, you know, Dion was like my favorite player, so like I spat it up. I got my towel. I got my gloves, and it was rare that they would call my number for me because I was a you know you know basketball player. Sometimes there's people that's super athletic, and then there's just like, okay, he's fast. They would yeah. use me on Hail Marys sometimes and only put me yeah, in that. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just along. And sometimes I was a, a decoy, you know what I mean? Or sometimes, you know, my quarterback wasn't really that good. So, like, I would have to block a lot. And uh -huh. I was, you know, after I think, like, game six or game seven, I quit. I was like, man, <laughs> they're not even throwing me the ball. Like, what, what are we doing? Like, you know, This ain't fun. Yeah, so I also <laughs> tried baseball, too. <laughs> So much you could win ran track for all that. Yeah, well, that's that's the thing. I end up switching the track my senior year. Um, <laughs> but for baseball, one of my closest friends, uh Salvador Sanchez, he was a pitcher on a Compton High baseball team, and he got me to join the baseball team. Now, the bonus of the baseball team was the fitted hats. You couldn't wear fitted hats in school if it wasn't the school baseball hat, but I had a Compton High hat, so I could wear that uh -huh. one. And it was a language barrier. Most of the most of my teammates was uh, Mexican, so they yeah. would be talking Spanish, and I had I didn't know Spanish like that. So yeah. I don't know if they were just teasing me because I couldn't hit. But my my focus, I take my eye off the ball all the time. So what the what the um what the um coach did was move me as a um designated runner. Yeah, pinch runner. Pinch yeah. runner. So like when I would when I would come in, I would be kind of signaled in to go take second. So still bases. Yeah. And still bases. And I almost tore my ACL 
not sliding right because it's the pop-up slide. Uh-huh. And my foot got caught. The, the 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 cleat got caught in the base and it like oh. all and I was like yeah, I'm, I'm done bro. There are people in the league that's that have that same role, like dudes that can't hit mm-hmm. are like only called into the game to to pinch run. Like it's crazy that as tough as it is to get into the majors, there's still cats in the majors who can't hit. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. It's, it's people that really do it, and, and and it's a skill, man, for real. Like, I mean, fielding is cool, too. Like, I mean, if you're, if you're nice at certain certain things, then you're going to find a lane for sure. But it just wasn't – it wasn't that fun. It wasn't worth it for me. Um, I, I enjoyed it's it. It's one of the most bit. difficult things. It's yeah. one of the most difficult things. To hit a baseball that, and, like, and get proper contact to get a hit, like, because most of the times you're going to ground out or fly <laughs> out. But to get a be a consistent hitter, that's probably one of the most. That's why they get paid so much because that's I skip a- I skip so many steps too though. That was another thing I didn't like really appreciate it as much. I looked at it like, oh, Griffey, you know his stance is like this, or Sheffield, or whoever it was that I was watching at the time. I would you know like that's like that's like a basketball player, right? And a football player comes from he gets moved up to varsity and he joins your team. But you like oh, his swag is all messed up. Like he wearing like crazy shorts, his socks. He don't even have it. So like me out there, I'm sure they was laughing at me. I didn't chew dip. I didn't, you know, my socks, my sock game wasn't crazy. My wristband wasn't the right way. You know, just in anything you do that you really nice at, you're going to know you have to kind of acknowledge to learn that swag. And the same thing for track. I ran against Deshaun Jackson one year. And just Deshaun Jackson, they all had Oakley's Oakley shades on with the, the uh, choker uh, gold chains. Yeah. I'm like, yo, I ain't dressed like that. They not <laughs> like, yo, I'm about to get smoked out here, dog. So, you know, uh, definitely, definitely baseball. You know, we chose the right sport in basketball, man, because, you know, I, mean, I know they want I know they make the big bucks. And you think about it like, man, I could, you know, because Bobby Bonilla, he's still getting paid to this day. Hey, Speedy, did you play against any? Pros when you was younger that that you grew up with, basketball or baseball? No, 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 baseball. Oh nah, nah. I don't, I don't know. I played one year. And I, yeah, I okay. So Darrell yeah. Wright, Darrell Wright was my uh, AAU teammate. Oh, he's so nice at baseball. He was really nice at yeah. baseball. So after he would play AAU with us, and he was on the show, we talked about it a little bit. He would go play baseball. And he could have went to the majors. That's how nice he was. It's Steve Moore too yeah. that played at Dominguez. He was he was he was pretty solid. He got drafted by the Mariners. Yeah, but, bro. Uh, my, um, my my dad grew up with Daryl Strawberry, and he played with Daryl Strawberry. You know what I'm saying? He that was Crenshaw in the '70s. You know what I'm saying? And that and they used to play baseball all the time and and hoop. But you know that was like his his boy. And I remember him always talking about him when I was a kid, like growing up. And I didn't really like get hot because. I was like one when the Mets won the title that year, 88, I think they won. 86. Yeah, 86. So I wasn't even born yet. So I I, I knew about Daryl Strawberry being a good baseball player, but I didn't get to really see him in his prime because I was yeah, born in Strawberry is dumb nice. See, I, was, yeah. I, grew up, I grew up a Mets fan, so I know Strawberry. Yeah. Oh, you a, you a Mets fan? Yeah. <gasps> I'm a Yankees fan, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I- I grew up living right outside of Shea Stadium, so. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I still ain't been over there too. I'm new to I'm new to New York, so. Yeah, I went to the new uh, Mets Stadium. They played the Brewers like two years ago. I went to see. Yeah, them. City Field is nice. 
Yeah, it is. I like it. Uh, you know, hopefully I can catch one of the games, man, for sure. Um, your, your last childhood topic was uh, ping pong. Tell nice us about ping, ping pong. Nice. All right. I'm not going to say I'm nice in ping pong, but I'm better than all my friends. <laughs> so I'm the nice. I'm the nicest one in the crew. <laughs> I, I t I'll take the modesty. We had Mina Kimes on from ESPN uh, on the last episode, and she did not hold back. She said she's <laughs> the nicest. She said she's the nicest. And uh, when I think of ping pong, I think about you know the skit from Forrest Gump where he's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going See, nah, I'm crazy. Not, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, got, I got I got a little spin on my serve, you know. Okay. Um, how often did y'all play? You know what I mean? As, as friends. A lot. Um, being in the in the boys club, that's all we did. Hoop and play some ping pong and yeah. bowl. You said in the boys club? Yeah. Like boys, the boys, and, boys, boys and girls club? Yeah, yeah. Did you have like a YMCA or that was like... No, what no we went to the boys and girls club. Yeah, that's where everybody yeah. was like hanging out. When you, you, know they, you know, theirs is way different than the West, dog. You know, <laughs> we, we, we LA kids. So overall, we had the Inglewood Y. Most a lot of, of careers started the Inglewood Y. But because um, they had like the craziest building. It like had levels. You go learn how to swim on one floor. And you go yeah. up to the second floor and you can go hoop. And, you know, a lot of community. That was like a safe way from, from gangs yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. So. I'm pretty yeah. sure out here, you know what I mean? Like, as same, same thing. Yeah. Do they still have boys and girls clubs now? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. do. I yeah. remember they had a big campaign, like, maybe probably 10, maybe 20 years ago, where they used to post, like, the famous people who used to be. I remember uh, they had, like, a Denzel, like, their ID cards from uh, the boys and girls club. You mm -hmm. remember that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, big billboards they would post up with, like, celebrities yeah. To, like come up that, that's there. that's actually a cool idea to create like a yearbook of boys and boys and girls club alumni yeah, no, yeah that'd be so dope. That, that would be dope you know what i'm saying the people that grace you know that i'm sure, I'm sure that safe, safe yeah absolutely absolutely i was more a salvation army kid too so okay, okay. i was definitely looking out um who's your favorite teammate my favorite teammate of all time i would say Probably I got I got three. I have three. I can't just say one. Yeah, okay. Say, we ain't gonna get I'll, you in trouble. Go ahead. <laughs> I'll say CP, Steven Jackson, Jackson, and Malik Rose. All three of those are my guys for life. Yeah, Malik Rose, man, he's doing a good job on the other side too. Yeah, yeah he's doing a great man. job. Yeah. What's what was your favorite thing about playing with CP and Stack? Uh, just their competitive nature. Like you knew that they was gonna go. We knew that we was gonna go to war for, war for each other. Um, we were all gonna leave it out there on the court, and that's what I respect most about them. So you were you were on that team when uh, Oklahoma City first got the Hornets. Um, how was that? Like the transition of like you know you you think that you're gonna be playing in this one city, yeah. and then now you're going to a city that didn't have any basketball life it was it was different man um i think katrina happened like early september so you know we was we was just gearing up about to head to new orleans for like the preseason you know preseason training and playing pickup and all that but then katrina happened so then we kind of got put on pause um for a couple of weeks and it's like we got to figure out where, where, where we're going to be and then finally when they picked oklahoma city we packed up left and then 
we didn't know what to expect. Um, Cause you know, it's not a, it wasn't an NBA city at the time. Right. Um, but the fans came up, they came out and showed out and they really, they truly backed us. We didn't know if there's going to be happy just to have a NBA team and be cheering for, you know, like the, the legends, the Kobe's and the Iversons and the LeBron's when they came into sound, but it was the complete opposite. Like they really embraced us and cheered for us and they was booing them, booing the other teams. And it was, it was dope. It was a great atmosphere. And that's why they, they were able to keep a team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. That's a rare jersey, too, that I'm still looking for to this day. Because I think y'all wore red, too, that year, too, right? Y'all, had nah, a red, y'all didn't have a red alternate? We still wore the Hornets colors. It was the Hornets colors. Okay. Okay. Because I seen something that was floating around. I'm like, man, I remember this, man. It was the you know Oklahoma City Hornets, man. Um, How did you get your nickname, Speedy? Uh, that came about in the eighth grade. One of my former, what well, he wasn't my he wasn't my AU coach at the time. He later became my AU coach. But Audie Cox gave me a nickname. I used to play against his team a lot, and he didn't know my name, um, so he just so he just just refers to me as the Speedy Kid. And then I went to Crazy King's basketball camp, and a lot of his players were at that camp, and. They just knew me as Speedy, so it kind of just stuck throughout the whole camp, and that's just how the nickname came about. Yeah, man, that's that's crazy. Cause I, man, I mean, how I know of you, um, I caught a little bit. I'm cause I, I was younger at that time. I caught a little of college, but like when you got to the pros, it's so funny on the video game. Everybody was like, "Oh man, you got Speedy Claxton." You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like, and, and you could knock down a three, you get to the big. Man, that was know? that was crazy when I started playing. With myself in the video games, I was like, wow, this is crazy, man. This I grew up playing video games, and now I'm actually in the video games. This, this is crazy to me. Yeah, I'm Dude, sure that was like, a mind-blowing experience. Like your rating was uh, was accurate, how they designed I, you? I, I, I don't remember, honestly. <laughs> you know what's crazy about those games back then, though? They're not as advanced as they are now, so, like, no, yeah, it wasn't like that. Yeah, because it's, 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 we might not even have ratings. <laughs> it, so no, it was it was ratings, but in the situation how it how it how it rolled out was like it didn't give you like a special attribute. You either miss or you make. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. so, you do a if you didn't have a ball handling high ball handling rating, you would probably do a, you would lose the ball for spin. Like the big man were uh, that was a that was a glitch in the in the big man. Like if you spent. There's no no such thing as skilled big mans on the video game, so they didn't they didn't gotcha. allow them to do a spin and do something. But like you know, if you did a crossover or anything, it was just like this. It wasn't yeah. like nothing. It had no fluidity no, in there. Yeah. Was- yep. And I would just kick it out, and you had like a three under you, and you, know <laughs> I mean? you, you could do all that stuff. But it was pretty uh, cool, man. Yeah. Good memories right there. Yeah, for sure. Um, who was the toughest player you had to guard in NBA? The toughest player I had to guard, I would probably say the late, great Kobe Bryant. Because when I played with the Hornets, um, CP and I would play a lot together at the same time. So I would have to guard the two guards, and Kobe's the two guard. So when I, I when I had a matchup with him, I was like, man, this is crazy, man. Like, this dude got like six inches on me. Like, right. Is, and he's a great player. Like, what am I going to do with that? <laughs> So it was actually uh, uh, mentioned today, I think it was Vernon Maxwell on The Real Ones Pod with Logan Mur- Murdoch and Roger Bell. And they mentioned about like how Kobe and Mike were like super 
they, they had to be quote unquote assholes to be great. Right. And, and, and that sometimes he had to put, you know what I mean? Like defending them. It was so much effort or like, you know what I mean? Sometimes you had to, they, they would, they had an aura about them that if they sense fear, it was going to be a long night for you. Exactly. Like they, I mean, like with Kobe, I, I didn't really play, I played against Mike, but not like that. Um, but with Kobe, if he knew he could score on you every time, he's going to try to score on you every time. Like that's, yeah. that was just his mindset. He's not going to let up. He's not going to take it easy on you. Yeah, man, that, I, I, that sounds about right, man. Because, I mean, you know, I watched some of the, even the, the clips that was even open for him to, uh, you know, with some of his teammates. You know, if he like, oh, you know, and Jeremy Lin and, you know, other other players where he's just kind of like playing mind games with them to see if they were actually mentally tough and to handle those things, you know. And I know a lot of fans hated Roger Bell, but some of those things he loved to get beat up because it just was like, okay, how do I make adjustments? How, you know, I can't make an excuse to say, oh, he's touching me or this, that, and the third, you know what I mean? And I'm sure, you know, vice versa, um, on a, on a, on a defensive being, he was, you know, being a pest in the dog and, and, and trying to level up his game. Yeah. Um, Real quick. Oh, go ahead. Uh, like you played a lot of years in the league and, you know, everybody knows like the regular season is a grind and, you know, you, you went play for different teams and and all that what have you. Do you have a any particular memories of like any regular season game where either you went off or something crazy happened that kind of stood out to you where you like, man, I I bought you know what I'm saying crazy that day or you know anything like that. I, I, I have two games like that. The first being uh, when I was with Golden Golden State, um, we played at Memphis and. It was actually my career high game. I scored 29 points, but not knowing I broke my hand in the first quarter. So I, was, I played I played the whole game with a broken hand and had my I had a career high. Wow. Best game. <laughs> That's crazy. And then the second one would be when I almost had a triple double with San Antonio. I missed about one rebound and I had it. It was late in the game. It was like a minute left. I was going for it, going for it, going for it. And Tim came and took it. <laughs> he said, fuck your triple double. The whole, the whole crowd was like, oh. And Tim was like, oh, my God. I am so sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, that's just natural instinct, you know, sometimes when the bigs is going to get them boards. Because everybody, everybody knew. So when I, I got close, I was about to get it. He came and took it. And then, as soon as he got it, he was like, oh, my God, Speedy. I am so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What's your? Uh, I, I know you want to ring with the Spurs, but who's what's what's your favorite team to play on? Would that be uh, it? I'm gonna say the Spurs. I'm gonna say the Spurs um, because they were great teammates and we got along. And that's the only no, that's not the only team. It was them and the Hornets, but that's one of the teams that we actually hung out off the court as well. So we would go play paintball together. Uh, we'll rent out the movie theaters if a new movie came out that we all wanted to see. Uh, we went bowling together. We spent a lot of time at each other's houses. So it was, I mean, it was a dynamic that I, I mean, I, I was, it was early in my career, but it definitely wasn't like that in Philly. So it was new to me. Are the Spurs as boring in real life as they play <laughs> basketball because they seem very dry. <laughs> Listen, man, they have a they they have a structure and they win. I mean, yeah. you gotta you gotta 
believe in it. I mean, it's boring. I mean, you know, it's different now because they don't have two seven-footers down there like before when David and Tim was down there. So, right. you know, they get a little up and down now. They got some younger players, but it's a system. Right. How did you How did you like playing, playing for Pop? Love it, man. Pop is a Hall of Famer, all-time great. Um, he tells you like it is, even if you don't want to hear it. Yeah. Um, who's the best player from your area to never make it? The best player in my area to never make it. I'm going to say this guy by the name of Steiny. Really, really good player. He was out of Queens. Um, he actually only he had one eye. <laughs> but oh, wow. He, nah, he could hoop, man. And he just... He, he was just into the street life a little too much. And that's the only reason why he didn't make it. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a tough balance. I mean, that, that, that some players, you know, especially, you know, us both coming from inner cities and stuff like that, you see all these guys that are, are extremely talented and, you know, you look and you like the, it's the fast life that's attractive or the group that you hang with. You think about the interest or the discipline or the sacrifices that you got to make and, some people aren't fully committed to that. You know what I mean? Even no matter how much the talent is there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I know it's a couple guys I know that I've played with and I'm just like, yo, he was nice. Like he was crazy. And I'm, like I said, I've got a chance to play with some NBA guys and, you know, witness some talent. And, and I'm just like, yo, he would have been crazy. And now I'm looking at it, you know, 20 years later and telling the stories about them and, and whatnot, and, you know, they're still around, but it's kind of like, yo, you remember when I was, and I'm like, yeah, and it just kind of, it's almost heartbreaking, but like, obviously it's, it's life and, and we all make choices and things of that nature. Um, I know a lot of people probably remember you too from the, the, the Sixer squads. Um, how was it like playing with Iverson? I mean, it was amazing. You know, that was somebody that I, I idolized growing up. So to be able to be around him on a daily basis and to learn from him. It was a dope experience. Um, that little dude was nice, man. Did he take you to Fridays all the time? Oh, yeah. We went there after that. <laughs> hey, they well, said. Friday, like, Fridays was ill, though. Like, that was the place to be. Like, you got some people wouldn't, wouldn't even go to the game. They'll just go to Fridays just for the after party. That's, well, that's, see, that's what I, I heard, it, man. I heard, I heard Fridays was crazy. Like, that was Club Fridays. It was it was wild. I I never seen anything like it. Yeah, they said they said Chuck was in there just, you know, he was treating it like it was the crib, basically. <laughs> <laughs> For sure, man. Um, Jason, did you have any other questions? Oh yeah. Um, so now that you're a coach, do how do you view the game differently from being a coach to when you were a player? Well, now it's all about teaching and getting these guys to believe in what you believe in and getting the most out of them and helping them reach their, their full potential. For sure. Um, when you were coming up, like in high school, like when, when was the moment? Was it in high school or college? Do you remember the moment when you knew you were going to make the league? No, nah, it wasn't until college. Like I was, I was a late bloomer. Um, it wasn't until my senior year where there was like, 20 to 30 scouts at every game that I played. And I was like, okay, I have a chance. And then it wasn't until really like, until I went to the Phoenix camp, NBA pre-draft camp, 
where I was like, you know what? I'm not only going to get drafted. It looks like I'm going to be a first rounder. For sure. Yeah. So do you have a favorite place to play or like arena or just uh, like a home? Close matters for MSG, man. MSG? Yeah. It's, nothing, it's nothing like playing in the garden. You know, you see celebrities on the first row, like the the crowd is dark and the only thing that's lit up is the court. I mean, it's, it's, it's nothing like it in the NBA. Um, the question that we ask all our guests is what advice would you give your 18 year old self? Oh man, I would tell my 18 year old self to eat better and train harder. Um, I think when I got to the NBA, I kind of took my foot off the pedal and I don't think I reached my full potential because of that. Well, that's Craig Claxton, a.k.a. Speedy Claxton. Thank you again for joining us, man. This has been a great uh, pod. Uh, nostalgia feel fulfilled, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, so many people still out to this day, you know what I mean, talk about you. And, you know, uh, where can they find you on social? Uh, uh, Instagram, um, Speedy Claxton underscore 10. And um, I'm, on Twitter, I'm Speed Demon. All right. That, that's, that's fitting, man. That's fitting. <laughs> that's Thanks again, man. Growing up the same wins the game. Yo, Rob. Yo, I mean, what's the biggest complaint I always have whenever we record these podcasts? Besides Jerv being too sleepy, um, I think it's you forget <laughs> to name a couple of things. You always want to talk about some extra stuff. Oh, man, it's the worst feeling in the world when we get done and we say cut and I'm sending the files to Rob and I say, shit, I forgot we were going to talk about this topic or that topic. Well, guess what? We're not going to have those problems anymore. If you go ahead and download the Stereo app, that's right. Go to Stereo.com slash Darth Amin. And make sure you are linked and subscribed to us. And we're going to talk about all of the different things that I always forget about. This is a great app. Every time you guys are listening to this pod, you say, oh, I wish I could chime in. But you're listening to a pod. You can never chime in. It's pre-recorded. Guess what? With stereo, you're able to have your voice heard. You can ask real-time questions about either the pod episode we recorded or whatever we're talking about at the time it's great it's a forum for you to listen to your favorite podcasters that'll be me and are yours truly all at the count the things network and we're gonna be out here we're gonna do this regularly multiple times a week just hop on stereo download the app subscribe follow darth the mean follow talk hoops follow trayvon follow Big Waz, all of us, you know who we are. You search for us on the Stereo app. You will find us and subscribe to us and be a part of these conversations real time. Have the ability to ask the questions that you want to ask. Stop us when we're on some bullshit, as we are frequently. And, of course, catch some content that goes above and beyond what you listen to in the podcast you already love. Again, that is the Stereo app. You can follow me, Stereo.com slash Darth Amin. You can look up everybody else. 
by their handles. Their handles are all the same as what we have on social media. You can join us multiple times a week. I love stereo. I'm on the app talking all the time. Follow me and get notified every time I go live.